Now, it's been a big week for the uh, finance minister. Actually, it will be a bigger week coming up as he gears up to Budget Day on Thursday. Things were supposed to start really big today with the release of the government's emissions reduction plan, but the lack of detail is what's really sticking out. And the finance minister, Grant Robertson, is with us now. Minister, good evening. Hello. Uh, Thank you for being with us. Now, this plan is a little bit light on detail, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, what we have here are the carbon budgets that have been set by the Climate Commission. We have an emissions reduction plan that outlines sector by sector how we'll meet those carbon budgets. And then we have the first lot of funding uh, allocated towards that. Um, Not every single project's funded in this, absolutely. uh, But this is a long multi-year commitment. But the plan is there and it's going to achieve the budgets that have been set for us. Light on detail because you have $570 million set aside for scrapping old cars, but we don't know how many old cars and we don't know how much you're going to pay, do we? Um, well, what we're going to do is, as we did um, previously with the clean car discount, we work out that rebate on, on the grounds of the emissions profile of the car, uh, and you know that will differ from vehicle to vehicle. That design work is what takes place over the next few months and then we'll be able to roll the scheme out from there. What we do know, you know, is the guidelines we're working to is that a vehicle would need to be less no less to be less than eight years old, have a three star safety rating and a value probably less than thirty five thousand. So we're setting out some of the parameters. Um, the fine detail of the design happens now and um, we'll be rolling that out in, over the next few years to what we think will be tens of thousands of people. Last week we were primed to expect congestion charges this week. There's nothing in here. Did you guys water it down at the last minute? No, no, we didn't. I'm not sure who primed you to do that either. Um, congestion charging is part of the toolkit that we imagine will be used in the future. Um, what Michael Wood said today was that this takes the next step to formally essentially include it in that toolkit. Uh, but rolling it out, as we indicated, or certainly I did when I was asked about it last week, requires us to have good public transport options for people. We need to be able to work it through with the local authorities. So it's there, it's in the plan, it's in the toolkit, but rolling it out will take some time. The whole of Parliament has backed congestion charging um, through a parliamentary select committee, but we have to make sure when it's applied, it's applied fairly and equitably, and that's the piece of work that will happen now. Yeah, so are you guys going to make a call on it this year? Probably this year, the work there's certainly work being done on it right now, and as soon as we're comfortable that we we know what those options are and when they're going to be there in terms of public transport alternatives for people if there is congestion charging put in an area, but it's more about providing something in a toolkit, you know. Right around the country, but particularly if I think of Auckland and Wellington, where we've got big, major urban transport developments, and we're trying to work out how across central and local government that we pay for things, we need to make sure that there's all of the things in the toolkit that are needed. And congestion charging you know, looms as one of those, but in order to actually deliver it in a fair way, there's a bit more work to do. Um, the immigration reset, would you reconsider bumping the nurses up to the highest priority category? Yeah, look, obviously that's a decision that was taken um, as a result of discussion with um, those who employ nurses. Um, There's still the ability for nurses to to get themselves onto a residence pathway, but the conversations that were held in consultation with with those who employ nurses was that putting them in the very, very fast-track category might run some risk of people leaving the profession, leaving New Zealand. Um, We did that consultation across all of the industries we work with, and we tried to factor that in. Uh, There is, you know... There'll always be opportunities for reviews in the future, but that's the decision that we've made for now. How, how on earth would giving a, a nurse residency immediately cause them to leave New Zealand? 
Well, that's um, the feedback that we got from the sector was that people, once they do get that, um, um, there is evidence that people do take off and go to other countries or take off and leave the profession. Um, we only did, you know, we take the advice of the people who employ the nurses, the other people yeah. who told us that, as the other sectors. But, you know, it is worth bearing in mind there is still a two-year pathway here for nurses, for residency, and a range of other benefits from being on that green list, including, you know, what happens with partners and so on. So there's still significant benefit. It's still an attractive proposition for people to come here, but we had to make some decisions about that, and we did that based on the feedback but that we are got. You su- are you suggesting they get residency and they hop over to Australia immediately? Uh, the feedback we've had from from those who employ nurses is that that has happened. Yeah, but wouldn't that happen Australia. to doctors as well and everybody else you've got on that list? So why uh, single again, them out? Again, we took again we took that feedback, and that's the feedback we received from those who employ nurses. We had other feedback from people who employ others, um, but there's still um, it's really important to remember that the green list still means it'll be easier for people to come in. There's still other things that make it more attractive to come in. But we had to make some decisions about the residency pathway. There is a residency pathway here. It's a two-year one. And we will, of course, review all of this over time. If we stick to your plan to use existing infrastructure rather than building new infrastructure, how are we going to get all of these people who are going to be in this development in Drury, the size of Napier, into Auckland City? Well, it's not a it's not a complete either or. What I said last week was that we do need to make better use of our infrastructure because the scale of the infrastructure mm. deficit is simply beyond the you know us in terms of capacity, but also in terms of the amount of money. But we're investing huge sums of money in um, developing further infrastructure. So it's not an either or. And obviously, you know, with Drury, there's a significant program of work already through the NZ Up program to, to be able to build stations out there, build railway out there. Um, so look, we're, we're totally committed to more money going in, but the point I was making was that won't be enough. And right around the country, we'll have to look at how we make better use of but, our I mean, infrastructure. We're talking about some some figures being quoted are like 100,000 people who will be living there. They're not all going to catch the train. So you're going to have to do something with the roads, aren't you? I'm not sure if I've heard 100,000 people, but of course we continue to develop the roading and the rail network. And there's a significant investment both through ended up in the National Land Transport Fund. Even, but minister, even together, if it was a real, let's be realistic about it, even if it is a realistic number and a fraction of that, let's say 10,000, right, they're not all going to catch the train either, are they? Well, a significant number of them will, and that's the point. And one of the ways we've designed development at Drury is around the stations and making sure that people can, as they do all over the world, use that as their primary means of getting to and from work. But that doesn't mean no investment in the roading network, of course not, and we are doing that. So would you reconsider reopening Mill Road? The project. Well, we've taken the decision around the scoping of Mill Road, and there is still a project there, but not at the scale that was originally suggested. We've made our decision on that, and um, there's no no proposal to. Could you get, I mean, we we run the risk of the city grinding to a halt, right? If we put developments I, I like just, that in, and we don't have the infrastructure. I, I don't think so, Heather. I don't think that is what's going to happen okay. here. It's a network in Auckland Transport. It's about um, you know all of the roading, all of the rail, all of the ways that we can offer people the opportunity to move around the city. So I don't accept that at all. We have rescoped the Mill Road project. There's plenty of other things going on in, in, how, in South Auckland as well. How do you feel about Willie Jackson calling David Seymour a useless Māori? Well, it's obviously not a phrase I'd be using, but, you know, Willie, Willie stands by, you know, what he says. Um, you know Heather because you have him on the, have him on the program. He's a colourful character. He calls it how's he, how he sees it. Um, what I do know is that the alternative budget that it brought forward that 
caused the furore was, as I described it, I think naive and dangerous. Um, and, you know, it involved getting rid of agencies and programs that support some of the most vulnerable people in our community. So, you know, I can share some of Willie's frustration, even if I wouldn't use the language he's used. Because I'm not sure that he's doing the country any favours by carrying on like that. And we've already got a reasonably hot race debate at the moment. He just heats it up further, doesn't he? Like I say, I think people, you know, Willie is a tremendous contributor to our team. He's somebody who calls it how he sees it. Um, he used that language, not necessarily language I'd use, but I think I'd prefer to focus on you know, what it was that had concerned him. And as I say, I think what we're proposing and what National may need to take on is actually um, quite dangerous and, and quite naive in terms of solving the problems New Zealand has. All right, Minister, thanks very much. Grant Robertson, the Finance Minister.